Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Can you hear it calling you today? Amen. Come on up a little higher. Amen. There's more to be experienced. There's more of God to be had. Come on up. Step on up. Amen. Swing on, sweet chariot. Amen. May the Holy Spirit sweep through this building this morning and across the world. People hear the word that spoke to them, calling them to attention today, to the attention of the word of God. Amen. I believe he's calling us. Come on up higher. How many would say this morning, Lord, lift me up above the shadows. Lift me up above the doubts of the world and all the sin and the chaos that's going on in the world today. Lift me up above the, take me up in the realms of faith where I can believe all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. Let's let him speak to our hearts today and reveal himself to us. Father, we're your children. How we feel your presence this morning. Oh God, the winds of the Holy Spirit rippling now to the wings and the feathers of your eagles sitting out there on their, up, on the, up on the branches somewhere. Oh God, let it just move a little greater. Let them lift out their wings and take a jump into the moving of the Holy Spirit. May this be a moment, Lord, they are lifted up above all the shadows of doubt, fear, and unbelief, and they can see themselves in the promise. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'll bring healing and deliverance in your name. That mighty name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow and every tongue confess. Lord, we believe you. Today we look right now into a perfect man, perfect woman, a healed man, a healed woman. We take a step toward that. We take a step toward what you thought of us. You didn't think of us sick and crippled and weary and full of doubts and fears and unbelief. You, you saw us overcoming. You saw us shouting in victory. You saw us with joy in our hearts because we can declare our enemy is dead. Amen. That we have risen up above the fears and the darkness of the world. I pray God you'll speak today. Now, Lord, anoint my lips. I too stand here, Lord, feeling the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I want to move right into that channel now. Move into by the winds of the Holy Spirit. Lift up. Lord, not my own power, but your power. Use the speak, Lord. Reveal yourself, I pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Well, you seem to be getting a little bit comfortable there. Amen. Able to enter in, not feeling all uptight. And amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord and be able to fellowship with God and with his people. And knowing that um, he said he would be here in our midst today. And so we're just looking to him to speak to hearts and lives. Let him speak to your heart. Amen. God bless you. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. And I just want you, as you turn to this scripture, once again, I want to, you to let the Holy Spirit really speak to your heart today. 
you just to pray, Lord, will you just speak to me in a very, very real and living way? Lord, anoint my faith. Anoint my heart to believe. Dissolve every doubt and remove all confusion. Let me see perfectly what your will is for me in my life. And I can take my position in the scripture, in the word of God. Amen. So today we want to just put our whole everything into this. You know, we, um, you know it's, it's, we've come together to make him welcome, to honor him, to wash his feet, and then to do him a service. And you do him a service by entering in and, and by worshiping him and, and giving honor to his words. So Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion of, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Amen. God bless you. you can be seated. Amen. I don't know if you realize the depth of this text this morning, but I hope that when we leave from here today that we have realized the depth of this text and understand uh, a little more about what Paul said when he said, let the mind that was in Christ be in you. And knowing that if that mind comes in us, then it changes our character. We have become sons by having the mind of Christ, which is his character, because your mind actually makes your character, the things you think upon and, and the things that you believe. I'd like to look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse 9 for another uh, scripture reading this morning from which we are taking our text and taking this further. And he says, you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And then once again, of Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Do not pattern like the world, but be you transformed. And that word transformed is metamorpho, from which we get the word metamorphosis where is a change. It's like the changing um, of an amphibian, for example, a frog will, will change from being a water-dwelling animal born in the water, breathing the air in the water, and he will change to becoming a, an animal that can come out on the land and breathe the air of the land. So it's a metamorphosis that he goes through. Same thing with a caterpillar, you know, that changes into a beautiful butterfly. It goes through a metamorphosis, a change. Same thing happens to you. We are changed from glory to glory as we behold the word. So he says, be not conformed to this world. Don't pattern like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So again, the mind of the renewed mind proves the will of God. It, it goes to manifest God's will. Again, we are renewed in the knowledge of uh, after the image of him that created us. 
And then Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning the former conversation or the manner of life, the old man which is corrupt according to the, the, deceit, the deceitful lust, um, and, um, which is, and be renewed in the spirit or the attitude of your mind. Notice again, a renewed mind. And that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So again, we're seeing a creation in the image of God because this is what the new birth does. It, it creates us in God's image. So uh, again, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the mind of Christ. How many has received the Holy Ghost in your life? All right, then you have received the mind of Christ. And that mind of Christ, it molds your character. It causes you to believe. And so then we, then we find, finally, I want to use this scripture here, 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So again, Paul is saying we have that mind. And that mind then comes through that new birth experience that gives us the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And of course then that, that means then as we're looking at this, he humbled himself to become a man. Now we in turn have taken the exalted thoughts of man and who we think we are as human beings and we are humbling ourselves to reach something higher which is God because it's really higher, amen? But man has made himself, exalted himself above everything that is called God but God is calling you now to, to, to be lifted up above everything of man into the thinking of God. Amen. For you to realize it's, it's not a robbery to be a son of God. Amen. To, be, to become his child, to be his offspring, to be of his species, to be of his kind. So if we have the mind of Christ, then we're going to have the same attitude toward the word that he did. And Jesus did not use his own reasoning. To defeat the devil, he put down his own human thoughts and he took the Father's word. Amen. And he stayed with the Father's word. This was his mind. No matter what, the, his, no matter what his Father's word would take preeminence. Right? When he met the devil, it was not his own power nor his gifts that he used to defeat the devil, he used the mind of God, the word. Amen. The word will defeat the devil anywhere, any place, anytime, because it is the mind of God. Amen. And the mind of God is higher than the thinking of man and it is higher than, than, uh, than anything that, that, um, that Satan can exalt. It is higher than anything. The mind of Christ is the greatest level of intelligence that there is. That's why we spent a little time last week just talking about you may have your PhD, you may have your learning as a man, but it is minuscule compared to the knowledge of God. 
that the least in the kingdom of God is a, with the mind of Christ, the baptism of the Holy Ghost has a higher intelligence than what anything the world or man can produce. So now, so again, the mind of Christ be with you. What kind of mind did he have? He had a mind to stay with the word. The Father's word defeated the enemy every time. Amen. So when the enemy attacks and reasons, what are you going to do? Amen. If you're born again, you must stay with the word. Because again, we are in a day and hour where the mind of man is exalted. Amen. But we are, we are saying we're putting down our own mind and our own thinking to receive his thinking. Now, the, the mind of Christ is the supernatural. So the supernatural is super overnatural. So whatever you have in the natural of man, this is super, or it's higher, it's a greater than the natural. Are you with me? And Brother Bannon told us in the seventh seal, he said, when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. Amen. So, so again, that's the message that we have received. This is what sets us apart from any denomination there is. Is because we have received God's mind, God's thinking about this word. Because God is his own interpreter. Amen. We've had man's interpretation that made the Methodists. We've had the man's interpretation that made the Baptists. We had man's interpretation that made the Catholic. But no man's interpretation made this message. Are you with me? Amen. It was the thoughts of God. Amen. And to prove that and for God to, to make sure you knew it was his thoughts, he let it come through a seventh grade Kentucky preacher. Amen. That couldn't, that couldn't even use proper grammar in order to, to put down the mind of man and exalt the mind of God. And he would show time after time, this is my mind. This is my word. Amen. I know your thoughts. I know your heart. I know your, your condition, where you came from, what your name is, what your address is. Everything that comes from the mind of God showing it, it had to be more than human thinking. Amen. I want to just remind you like what Peter said, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Amen. But we have been eyewitnesses of his majesty in our generation. Amen. Now, so this message we received, as I said, was not from the mind of man. Those, even the, those seals were opened by the supernatural. I was, I, you know, was taking some thoughts of this man and that man, and I was going to say, well, that's the best I know about it. What I read in this book or that book, and about that time he came in the room. Amen. What was it? God wanted us to know and to have established this message is God's mind. It's beyond the thinking of man. It's higher than Bob Jones. It's higher than any of the, 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 um, uh, the societies of man or, or the, the educational facilities you know, of man. It, you know, it didn't come from a school of what they call higher learning. It came from God. Never forget, this is where our message comes from. It came from God. Amen. And God would come along and confirm it 
service after service. This is me speaking. Because only I, the word, can discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And it's without fail, it's always perfect to give you a blessed assurance. To give you a positive faith. That when you know it's said it in the message, you know it's right. Now, Brother Branham said in Why Christ Speak, I think if any man or boy or girl, and I think in an intellectual conception of what they think the word is and so forth will never be, have a full foundation until they have met that light that brings the word to a reality. I think the church in its practice, no matter how intellectual and fundamental it may be, that church can never thrive until the supernatural is made known among that people. And they see it, something that they can talk to and that will talk back to them that vindicates this written word. Amen. So again, Brother Branham would say this in God, in God commissioning Moses. When a man becomes born again of the Spirit of God, he becomes an offspring or a son of God. And then he has the same kind or the same type of mind that God has. I wonder, can you, can you humble yourself down for a moment? To realize, you know, in this, in this moment of humility, of surrendering your life, that God is exalting you by giving you a greater mind, a greater thinking than what you ever had before, than what you could ever excel with having all of the knowledge that the world has to offer. When a man becomes born again, that mind that was in Christ in us, and we believe for the unseen, for the miraculous, and just anything, it allows you to believe for the impossible. Amen. When we have the Holy Spirit who comes to us and speaks to us concerning these things. And that's the whole purpose of these meetings, dear Christian friends. It is for no other purpose before God but that your faith in God might be stimulated to a place to believe him for the salvation of your soul and for the healing of your body. So the whole message that was given was to stimulate our faith. To believe God for salvation of our soul and healing of our body. Now, only the mind of Christ can know your past, amen, your present, and your future. Is that right? Amen. Brother Branham would tell us this in future home. He said, how many of you wonder then that discernment comes? I'm, I'm going to tell you. It's a, it, it's a word that I say, and it isn't my thinking. Because I don't know. I don't know of the thinking of it. How can I tell you who you are and where you come from when I don't know you? How can I tell you that you don't, what you did t 10 years ago when I've never seen you in my life? How can I tell you where you'll do and where you, where you, what you'll do 10 years from now? How do I know the future? But it's somebody else's thought. Amen. Let the mind that was in Christ be in you. Let the mind that was in Christ be in you. Then it isn't your thinking. It's his thinking through you. And you're not expressing your own words. You're expressing his words. 
Amen. So what was God showing us through this sign? It was showing us that we are at a junction. Amen. Where again the mind of Christ is operating through the body. Now why am I saying that? Because this is the day where the true Holy Ghost has returned again. Amen. Not a justification, not a sanctification, not just a baptism of it, but the very person of Christ coming into the believer, giving them the same mind of Christ, and we saw it exemplified in the prophet's ministry. To show you the mind of Christ is here. And according to the Bible, it's to be in you. Amen. Amen. Now, like Brother Brandon said, in anointed once at the end time, I wasn't the one that appeared on the river. I was only standing there when he appeared. I'm not the one that performs these things and foretells these things that happens as perfect as they are. I'm only one that's near when he does it. I was only a voice that he used. It wasn't what I knew, it's what I surrendered myself to. Amen, that he spoke through. It isn't me, it wasn't the seventh angel, oh no. It was the manifestation of the Son of Man. Amen, it wasn't the angel, his message, it was a mystery that God unfolded. It's not a man, it's God. And the the angel was not the Son of Man, he was a messenger from the Son of Man. The Son of Man is Christ. And he's the one that you're feeding on. You're not feeding on a man, a man his words will fail, but you're feeding on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. Amen. Now, that's what we have received. We have received the mind of Christ. Amen. We have the mind of Christ. We know about the sin in the garden. Where did we learn that from? The mind of Christ. Amen. Because the mind of Christ, we baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where did we learn that from? The mind of Christ. Come on. Amen. Because of the mind of Christ, we believe in one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. That our God is not three person, but one person. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have the mind of Christ. He's the one that opened those seals. He is those seals. For the whole word of God is Christ, and Christ is the seals that was open. What was the seals then? Revealing Christ, his mind. Now, Jesus spoke, and he used the mind of God. Now, he was born. He was born a human just like you and I are human, except he wasn't sexual birth, but he was a man. Right? Amen. But what was he using? He was using God's mind. He surrendered himself to the will of God, to the mind of God. Now, I'm going to share some things with you from the Word Became Flesh and India Trip Report, where Brother Branham talked about some of these things, and I think they're very crucial to some of the thoughts I want to bring this morning. He said, when Jesus... No wonder when he come off that hill that night and he looked around that tree for food and there was no food on the tree and he said, no man eateth from thee. And he went on and the next day coming back, the tree had withered. Listen, Brother Branham. God's mind, the mind that was in the beginning, the, that was a thought before it was a word. 
that expressed Jesus Christ. And that same one was expressing that word back. So here Jesus was the expression of the word. Can I, can I say it to you? If you're born again, you are the expression of the word. Amen. If you're not born again yet, hopefully you have a seed in you that is ready and going to be expressed. Amen. But, you, but again, God had it in his mind before the world began. Of what Jesus would do that tree. And here he was the word expressing the word back. And every word in the Bible is God's thoughts laid in seed form. That it received into the human being and spoke by the same thought that materialized the Bible brings the things to pass. See what I mean? How powerful could the church be? The Bible said, let this mind that was in Christ be in you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now your thoughts, if they become an expression. It's just like God said, let there be a world. Before it could be a word, it had to be a thought. So God in creation created the world by thought first. And then he spoke it, and the thought became material. See what I mean? Amen. And he said, now the same spirit that said there, let there be light, and there was light. Said, let there be trees, and that there was trees. And if that same mind that was in Christ be in you, how much more could it say, let there be no cancer? And it would be gone. Let the blind eyes be open, and it would be so. See, it's your thought, Jesus said. But you said, but that was Jesus. He said, wait a minute. He said, have faith in God. For verily, verily, I say to you, if you say to this mountain, be moved and plucked up and cast in the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you say will come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you said. Amen. What power has been given to the church? Now, he said you can express it by mental conception. Now, this is where we're going today because you actually have two minds or two conscience, a conscience and a subconscious. And receiving a mind of Christ is most of the time contrary to what the human mind is. But you've got to believe, bring the human mind in subjection to the mind of Christ. To where they're saying the same thing. Now this is going to kind of get a little deep here. So I want you to hold real tight because I think the Lord will reveal some things to you that I've been praying about for the last few weeks. And I, I believe the Lord will just give us the key for it. Give me the utterance, Lord. Now... You can express it by mental conception, but if it becomes a real revelation of God, that you see it before it happened and express it in word form, and that word takes a hold and becomes material, a thought expressed, oh my, how could, how, how God could, if your heart and your mind is so infilled with God's spirit, until your thoughts become his thoughts. Say, that's only possible for a prophet, maybe for visions. But every one of you have the mind of Christ. Come on. Amen. There you are when your mind and your leading and your guiding becomes a direct place or direct inspiration of the Holy Spirit moving in your mortal being. 
What kind of people should we be if the very Holy Spirit has so embodied you or empowered that you don't use your own thoughts and you don't use your own mind and you don't use your own opinion, but the Holy Spirit has you so built under your thoughts and your beings is God's Spirit expressing itself through you. What kind of a people or church would we be? Amen. A church that only express God's thoughts. Amen. The people who are able to express his thoughts. His thoughts about a situation. Amen. His thoughts about your salvation. His thoughts about your healing. Your deliverance. A church that could express his thoughts. What kind of people would we be this morning at Branham Tabernacle? was so filled with the presence of God that when, why you wouldn't even use your own mind, you didn't even use your own thoughts, you didn't have no alternative of your own, but just led by the Spirit. And they that are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Then when the human element goes out, oh listen, human element goes out and the Spirit of God fills that vacancy where you empty yourself Then when the church is in its power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, will walk in his steps, his power, in his thoughts, in his being, in his moving. You see what I mean? Then your thoughts will become words and words will become material. That's when the church in its power. Amen. I believe it's on its road that when the church will be so wrapped in Christ. How many would say today, so wrap me in Christ. The Holy Spirit, mankind so far away from themselves that they don't see themselves. They don't see their failures. They don't see their humanity. They don't see their weaknesses. They see themselves as a son of God, bought by the blood. Come on, church. Washed by the blood. Righteous as he is righteous. Holy as he is holy. Worthy as he is worthy. Somebody help me preach now. Amen. That that their thoughts so far away from themselves. Until they don't see themselves. They don't have no thoughts but to serve God. No ambitions but just to serve him. No trying to be exalted. Look here, I'm God's man of the hour. But just to serve him. Amen. They refuse the things of the world and they move in the spirit, that live in the spirit, that walk in the spirit and fulfill the law of Christ. Then the love of Christ in the human heart moving in the Holy Ghost, that wonderful church will go forth with power and deity because deity will be revealed in human beings by the Holy Spirit bringing to pass the thought of their mind. That's a high calling. Now, this actually happened as the prophet spoke squirrels into existence. Let me say that again. This actually happened as the prophet spoke squirrels into existence. Amen. That's when he spoke and gave Hattie Wright her children. It was the mind of God operating through a man that spoke to a storm. Amen. That gave resurrection life to a fish. That was more than God giving life to a little insignificant fish. Can we see? That was God saying to us. 
Amen. The fish has always been the sign of, a, of the Christian church. It was a sign that by a word, a message, that God was putting life back into a church. No longer, no matter how dead and gutless that it was, amen, stripped of its life and its power and laying dead upon the water, the resurrection life is here to bring a church back to life again and the power of the Holy Ghost move in her. Amen. A church that looks hopeless, been dead for ages. I want to say she's coming to life. Amen. I'm saying to you, you're coming to life. There's a people beginning to realize who they are that can say like Paul, we have the mind of Christ. Now God was again doing extreme things. Extreme things to show us the power of his word. Did you hear me? That was extreme. Speaking a squirrel out of nothing. Speaking resurrection life to a dead fish. Amen. Come on. Speaking, speaking to a storm. Speaking a tumor out of a wife. Come on. God was doing extreme things to show us what God could do when the thoughts of God comes into the subconscious of man and then comes on his lips. That it's the same as deity speaking. That Satan cannot stand before that man. Don't you want to be that kind of a people that Satan cannot stand before? Amen. Because the word of God comes so in the heart of man till that word is spoke out and it defeats the enemy. The fifth seal, Brother Branham said, I believe I'm, gonna, I'm not going to speak this in his name. I'm going to speak it in the revelation of my faith. Well, that's pretty good too. Amen. He said, what happened in Sabina Canyon the other day? What happened in Sabina Canyon? A sword came in his hand. Right? Showing the word had come. The message had come. It was the king's sword. It wasn't to knight and knight knights and, and, and make great men out of people. Amen. What was it to do? It was to tell you it's a two-edged sword. It's, it's to cut. It's to devour. It's to defeat the enemy with. It's to overcome with. It's the word. And he says, I believe the hour is approaching when missing limbs will be restored. And the glorious power of the creator, I believe if you can make a squirrel appear that has no one, here's a man or a woman just a part missing, and that's a complete animal itself. Amen. What's he saying? You know, he, here again, if God could take and create a whole animal, amen, he, can, he can put an arm back, put an eye in a socket. He's God. Amen. And he's going to do that in a church in this day. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I mean, listen, if you can't believe it's for now, you can at least believe it's for the body change, can't you? So it's still going to happen in this day. I mean, come on. I mean, even Jack Cole said, I was sitting there, a sculptor, and watched William Branham there, and he, and he prays for a man who has no eyeballs. 
and it says in three days there'll be eyeballs in your head and by that evening you'll be seeing. And then he witnesses, he said, I was there. I went back because he said, I wanted to see if this was true. Amen. And he, and he says, he, he said to William Branham, he's, he's a man for the, the changing of dispensation. And we're here in the dispensation where that there's a bride going to be without spot or wrinkle. Where she's going to be changed in a moment and a twinkle of an eye. Amen. But the thing about it is, how can we have faith for, for that until we can start believing in the church for divine healing? Now, Brother Bradham said, he said, now, listen, not with a selfish motive. Let your objective be right. For anything out, he said, let your motive be right. For anything outside of a right motive and right objective, God can't use it. You know, if you're sick this morning, and, you know, if you need, you know, there's many, many people. They, they want to be healed, but they don't have the right motive and objective. Even some want to be saved, but they want to be saved so they won't go to hell or so they can be accepted in the society of the church. They don't have the right motive and objective. Somebody with me? Amen. But when it comes to the word, we got to have the right motive and objective. I'm going to live for you, Lord. I'm going to raise my children to serve you. I'm going to use my gifts for you. I'm going to be where you want me. If you'll let me live, if you, I, I'll be a testimony. Amen. Of the grace of God, I'll glorify your name. I won't be ashamed to get up and give glory. But don't listen. He said, let your objective be right. Your motive be right. Jesus said once, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt, but believe what you said is being done. You can have what you said. What could move a mountain? Stop a minute. What can move a mountain? Can you? He told a mortal man, say to this mountain and believe that it's being done. And he says, only deity can move a mountain. Only God can do it. So if he told man that he could do it, it would have to be God speaking through the man. Is that right? Amen. So you, and, and the only way a man could know it was God would have to be the right objective and the right motive. If your mo- objective is right and your motive is right, then it's not you speaking anymore. It's the Father that dwelleth in you. Take no thoughts what you will say in that hour, for it's not you that speaks. It's the spirit of my Father that dwelleth in you. He doth the speaking. In order for the Father to speak through you, then you're going to have to have the mind of Christ. And if you have the Holy Ghost, you have the mind of Christ. Again, law of grace. Now, I want to bear, bear in mind, deity is what takes to move a mountain. Mortal man can't do that. So it would have to be the father speaking in the man. A man man could not create squirrels. But it had to be the father's thought manifested in a man. Right? Amen. We're talking about a people in this day having that mind. That mind of Christ. 
Now, he said, when God speaks, it has to be so. There's no way at all to get away from it. God said, let there be, and it has to be. And a word is the expression of a thought. God thought it in his mind, and he spoke it in its existence. And we have faith in our heart, the faith of God in our heart, and we can see it clear. It becomes a faith. And then we speak it, and it comes into existence. The same thing, cause the mind of Christ is in the man. That's what makes the healings and so forth. When you get that perfect revelation, just what you're doing, then you know how to walk because that's the Christian walk. A people walking by revelation. This is not out of the reach of you. I mean, you're a supernatural people. You're a super church. Come on. I mean, you've been born of the supernatural. So it's not out of the reach of you. This is what God spoke about a people doing. Now, again, it wasn't the mind of a man. Let me just stop for a minute. Let me just bring it down to our moment in time. It wasn't the mind of a man when Brother Gary spoke about the needs of the church. They're laying in the hospital three weeks without eating in a dying condition. Doctor said he was dying. And the Holy Spirit fell and healed him and gave us God's mind to build this church. Amen. That was the mind of God. Amen. I'm looking out here. We got a building full and we got people spread all the way up into the mezzanine, separated different places. Why? Why? God knew this moment was coming. He knew we would need that mezzanine. And his mind provided for it even before we even knew about it. Come on. It was the mind of God. It was the mind of God that dropped down that day and healed our brother Gary, raised him up and gave us that unction. I know it wasn't my mind. My mind was already made up. I, wasn't, I would never move from where I was. I was happy. I figured I'd live out the rest of my life there. The rest of my preaching life anyway. Just stay right there. I never had any plans. I didn't have no ambitions. I know people think I did. But the devil lies on me a lot. And he's got a lot of fake news. And I'm not even President Trump, but I'm trumping that out. He's a faker. But you see, but it wasn't the mind of man. It was, it was, had to be the mind of God. Look what happened. Every step we moved, everything we did, every place we turned, we did something that was impossible. Everybody in the whole community said it's impossible to build a building like this and not owe a dime on it. But it's a whole different because of the mind of God. Are you with me? I'm trying to tell you the mind of God is already working among us. We can look right here in our own midst. It was the mind of God that led you here. Come on. Amen. The very mind of God that moved on your heart to bring you to this place and set you here under this ministry. It was the mind of God that did it. Many of you wasn't even looking for God, but God was looking for you. And it was his mind that moved upon your life. It was the mind of God that led us to Japan. Amen. Then it was the mind of God that spoke the money for it. 
Amen. Come on. Amen. And God hadn't ceased providing. Because it's his mind. Somebody with me? Amen. It was the mind of God that day that sent me to Virginia to pray for Ron Spencer when he laid in the hospital dying from burns. I wish I had a picture of him laying in there all wrapped up in, 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 that, in that condition right now to show you it was an impossible situation. But the mind of God sent me all the way across into Virginia to pray the prayer of faith for that man and God raised him up. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It was the mind of God that saw Drew walking. Amen. Before he could even pull up, before he could even crawl. And this kid, this child, jumps up out of the middle of the floor and runs for his first time. I know my eyes beheld it. And that didn't come from the mind of a man. That came from the mind of God. It was the mind of God that gives life to the barren. And I want to say it's already in an action. Amen. Amen. It wasn't the mind of man when we stood there in the hospital. I hope you're hearing me. It was not the mind of a man when we stood in the ICU room waiting there with my wife having a brain bleed and saying, she'll be in the ICU room tonight. She'll be in her regular room tomorrow night. And the next night she'll be home. Amen. Amen. You see, you know, God has shown us once more. He's not able to just do it once. He can do it again. What's he showing the church? I can do the same thing again. You're looking over here in the negative. Oh, you know, she had another brain bleed. Oh, 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 oh. I'm saying glory to God. He did it again. He didn't just do it once. He did it again. It's the channel getting open so the thoughts of God can flow through the body. Not just through my body. I'm talking about the church body. Amen. Brother Branham would take and write with his pen the Holy Spirit, the unction, the mind of Christ writing something to us. Amen. And, and then he, and we'll read some of that in a moment. Let me just read this from Greatest Battle. He said, when your mind, when your mind accepts the life within the word of God, that act of acceptance will bring God's life into you. It's not just your thought that does it, but rather it's the word of God brought into you through the channel of your thoughts. See, your mind accepts it and grasps it, and your spirit controls your mind. And when your spirit catches the word of God, the spirit in that word brings life into you. Amen. Amen. The, light, the mind of Christ is when faith speaks. I want you to turn with me to a very pivotal scripture in this, in this sermon today. It's to Romans chapter 10 and verse 6. And I want us to look here of the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is when faith speaks. Amen. This is no some. This is not some some little name it claim it sermon. This is not some little charismatic message. Amen. This is a message that God gives from His mind. 
Amen. Look at here, Romans 10, 6. But the righteousness which, I, which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. So I want you to notice something here. Faith speaks. Didn't we read that? Faith speaks. And when faith speaks, there are things it says. Amen. Faith does not say, where is God? Faith says, here is God. Are you with me now? Amen. Faith does not say, where is God? Oh, he's far in the heavens. And who can bring him down? Or he went into the belly of the earth. Is he really raised from the dead? You see, Paul wasn't up to tomb. But by revelation, he knew that Jesus had raised from the dead. Somebody help me preach. Amen. For he met him on the road to Damascus. Amen. And he said, I am Jesus. So he knew he had raised from the dead. And he could preach the resurrection. Because he had met the Christ that raised. I want to know, have you met the living Christ? Have you met the Christ that you don't have to bring up from the grave? Or you don't have to worry, wonder, did he really raise? But he's here showing in your life. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He had raised from the dead. And he's for your justification. I know he's risen. I've met him on my road to Damascus when I was going the wrong way. And when I got knocked off of my high horse, my ambitions, my pride, come on somebody, and fell down in the face of the dust and he he revealed to me, I am Jesus. Faith does not look for Jesus. It does not try to bring him up or to bring him down from heaven. Faith sees Jesus. So faith does not say, has he risen? Did he really rise? Is he, is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Is his word still the truth? It does, faith does not say he's way up in the heavens and I can never reach him. And I cannot access him. That's not what faith says. This is what faith says. What's this? Verse 8. But what does faith say? Is anybody with me? What does faith say? The word is nigh thee. Hallelujah. Somebody help me now. The word. Who is the word? He's the word. Jesus is the word. God is the word. The word has all power. The world created the earth. By the thoughts of God, the word is nigh thee. Not up in the heavens. Not down that you got to raise it. But right here. Amen. Even in thy mouth. What's thou? And 
God in thy heart. What came into you when you were born again? The Word. The Holy Ghost is the Word. The Word is the Holy Ghost. The Word is in you. Amen. And it is in your heart that it is the Word of faith, not the Word of doubt. Not the word of confusion, not the word of a thousand voices, but the mind of Christ is in you, the word of faith that we preach. And if we're back to preaching Paul's gospel, we are preaching the word of faith. Now, we got a lot out there that has, that are identified themselves as word of faith, but they're not word of faith. You are the word of faith. All right. Amen. So watch this. The faith says, I have his word in my heart by the Holy Spirit. The abiding presence is always there. He never leaves me or forsakes me. He's with me in my good times. He's with me in my bad times. He's with me when I'm healthy. He's with me when I'm sick. It don't change. He is there. The word of God is nigh thee. I have his word in my heart. And if the word abides and lives in me, come on. Hallelujah. Then I can put it upon my lips and ask what I will. Hallelujah. This is what he said. If you abide in me and my word's abide in you, do you have his word abiding in you? Amen. Jesus would say to them, you, you are, uh, are of your father, the devil, because his word is not abiding in you. But now I'm going to ask you, how many have his word abiding in you? All right, now, don't think it robbery. Think it's what God's requiring of people who knows who they are. Amen. Faith says, I have his word in my heart. I can put it on my lips. I can ask what I will. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, what's now? The Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when I believe with the heart and the thoughts then of my mind confesses promises, I'm going to get deliverance. But the whole secret of it is, is believing from the heart. Because there's a lot of people making confessions that are empty confessions. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and therefore, oh, you're saved now. I believe you're saved. No, you're not saved until you believe it in your heart. And that is a revelation. And it shows them when that character comes in by a change of your life. I wish that clock wasn't so busy. Hallelujah, I need a calendar today. I won't preach plumb into June, but I'm going to preach a good part of this May. Let's look at it for a moment. With the heart, verse 10, 
Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When I believe with the hearts, and the thoughts then of my mind confesses promise, I have deliverance. I have salvation, deliverance. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So if we get our believing right from the head to the heart, and by revelation, now listen, this is a problem. Many believe in him. They believe he raised from the dead. But that's a mental assertion. And it comes from a mental knowledge of reading the Bible or having the story told by mother or dad or Sunday school or somebody told you. Amen. But when it's believed from the heart, it is a personal revelation that he died for my sins. And he took my sins to hell. And when he raised, he raised to give me his righteousness. And you must have the same personal revelation for your sickness. Jesus said, have faith in God. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three. Let's examine this for a moment. Have faith in God. Where is our faith to be placed in? In God. Amen. Not in our ability. Right. Well, my words, your words are like my words. They're just human words. But if we could ever find the mind of God and speak his mind. So the first thing it says in verse 22 is have faith in God. So put your faith there. Verse 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Amen. Now, so believe, to believe from the heart. Now, you and I know already it takes deity to move a mountain. Amen. And Jesus is saying here that with with the born again man, there is deity. And with deity, there is power. And it's the same as Brother Branham telling us when he said, you know, you've got enough power in you to go make another world and live on it. If you have just a little touch of God, because there's no weak spots or little heavy spots, big heavy spots in God, but the least touch of God is omnipotent. Amen. So believe from the heart. Now it takes deity to move a mountain. Now I want you to stop for a minute. Did you ever think about it? That mountain Jesus pointed to and said, any of you, any of you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and not if they don't doubt in their heart, but believe you can have whatever you say. Do you know that mountain still is there today? No believer has ever moved it. Somebody help me preach. Even Jesus didn't move it. 
That's why we need Selah right here. Is pause and think on this. Let me think it. Let's go back over it again. The mountain Jesus pointed to and said, you will say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and not doubt in your heart, but believe that you can have whatsoever you say. That mountain still stands there today. And no believer has ever moved it, not even the believer of Jesus. Why? The will of God was never revealed to move that mountain. Brother Branham said, if God showed me to go out and raise George Washington from the dead, I'd call the whole world to come and watch it. That's how certain he was if the mind of God spoke that it was going to happen. But you know, he never raised George Washington from the dead. Huh? But the same as a mountain was moved when Lazarus was raised from the dead. After being dead four days, that was a huge mountain. It was the same as moving a mountain. Come on. Amen. The same as moved a mountain when squirrels were created. Come on. Amen. When a little fishy was given its life, when a storm was spoke out into out of existence, when Hattie Wright's children were saved, actually when you were saved, it was the same as moving a mountain. Hallelujah. Amen. That God should love a sinner such as I. Where he would reach down for me. When he had to move mountains out of the way for my salvation. It was the same as moving that mountain. That he was pointing to a mountain had to be moved. When a tumor was spilled out of Mita Brandon's body, Thousands of miles away. That's the same as moving a mountain. Come on now. When Atlanta was healed of cancer, that was the same as moving a mountain. Amen. When Drew walked, that was the same as moving a mountain. When Mariah grew hair on that bald head, that was the same as moving a mountain. When Gary Stanky was raised off of a dead bed, that was moving a mountain. Amen. When Jude Oglesby's shriveled kidney came to life and began to function normally, that was moving a mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Those were impossibilities made possible. And I'm going to tell you that, that, that if you can receive that revelation in your heart of the will of God for your life, Amen. If you're, if you're lost, that he wants to save you. That his power is sufficient. That his blood still cleanses. That his power still works. That Calvary, hallelujah, is still in effect. You can be saved from the vilest sin. If God can lead your soul to believe it, Amen. Now, lead your soul 
Brother Branham talks about the woman who touched the hem of God's, of Christ's garment. Using God's gift by her faith. Amen. You understand the woman, he said, Jesus never turned around and said, you know, I got power, so I healed you. He said, thy faith has saved thee. Thy faith. Her faith did it. You've got the word in you, and you, but by his word, you got his faith in you. All that God is, he's in you. It makes his character. Right. Amen. Jesus would say, thy faith has saved thee. Yeah. Not my faith, your faith. Now, he says, I don't know how I can make it clearer. To you, no more. He said that same God, not just not here, just with me. He could, if he would just be with me and not with you, it would never take place. It takes you and I together. You got to have faith. I got to have faith. And a gift is like pulling out of a low gear into high gear. See, it's just knowing to shift the gear. That's the gift. It's still the same person, but just shifting your soul into the presence of God and just see what He will say. Now, you may not be gifted like Brother Branham was, but I'm going to tell you the same thing can happen. Your soul can shift into the presence of God. I'm talking about your, your conscience, your subconscious, your, your soul. If I have time, I'll get into it a little deeper. But, but I just want to press this in for a moment. Shifting your soul into the presence of God. You see, it was the mind of God that struck her soul. Amen, that said, that's God's gift. Come on. The mind of God in her recognized the gift in him and said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, and when she did, that moved her mountain. Now, Say, Brother Tim, if it takes hearing the voice of God, well, I, I've never had a vision. I've never heard the voice of God audibly. I, I've never even had a spiritual dream. But there's not, listen to me real close, there's not a true Christian here, but what God has revealed something to you by unction. It was the unction of the Holy Ghost that led you to an altar. The unction of the Holy Ghost that led you out of the colony. Amen, come on. It was the unction of the Holy Ghost that struck you as he he talked about sitting on a log. Changed your life, why? The mind of Christ came in. When that mind came in, your character changed. Your attitude changed. Your spirit changed. You was a new man. Come on. Same thing happened to you if you've been born again. You see, it was, you, you heard the voice of God. It may not have been, it may have been through a preacher. But you heard the voice. A preacher's a gift. He's a gift of God to speak the word where that you can hear the voice of God. Amen. Can I just say it? Amen. When Sister Trish Winters 
came up having a mountain in her life that she couldn't move of a cigarette habit that her mama couldn't get rid of in her own life. There, there, there was an addiction there that was impossible to overcome. But by she, by an unction of the Holy Ghost, came to the altar. And from that day on, has never smoked again. What was that? The mind of Christ. Revelation struck her. I don't have to be bound. I'm not a child of the devil. I don't have to be a slave no more. I'm free. The same thing happened to you. Hallelujah. It gave you God's mind about your life. You know that's true. Now, listen to church age book. No man knows the things of God save the Spirit of God. And who he, to whom the Spirit of God reveals them. We need to call on God for revelation. More than anything else in the world. Revelation. Amen. We've accepted the Bible. We've accepted the great truths of it. But it's still not real to most people. Because the revelation by the Spirit is not there. The word has not been quickened. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that we become the righteousness of God by our union with Jesus Christ. Did you get it? It says we are the very righteousness of God himself by being in Christ. It says that he, Jesus, became sin for us. It does not say he became sinful, but he became sin for us. That by our union with him, we might become the righteousness of God if we accept the fact, and we must, that he literally became sin for us by his substitution for us. Then we must accept the fact that we, by our union with him, have become the very righteousness of God. To reject one is to reject the other. To accept one is to accept the other. Now, we know the Bible says that. We just saw it on the board. It can't be denied. But the revelation of it is missing. It is not real to the majority of God's children. It's just another good verse in the Bible. But we need to have it made alive to us, and that will take revelation. Same thing. If it's healing, salvation, whatever it is, it's justification. You become his righteousness. You're justified. You see, it takes revelation because faith is a revelation. If you look in, in, in Hebrews 11, and you see all of the places is by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, Moses, by faith, Enoch, by faith, Abel, by faith. It was all, all of that is by revelation. This is why even after you receive the revelation of the new birth, then you must continue to be a people that receives revelation. And I'm not even talking about revelation of deep mystery. I'm talking about the mystery of God being revealed in you. That Christ in you is your hope of glory. Amen. That you have the mind of Christ. That you are God's child. Amen. And because you're his child, his life is in you. His word is in you. 
And you can think his thoughts. Now, it takes revelation. Because faith is a revelation. Look at Cain in the Garden of Eden. Now, he's as religious as he could be. He brought flowers and put put them on the altar, bought fruits in the field and laid them there. He believed in God. He worshiped God. He sacrificed to God. He built a church to God. He was just as religious as he could be, but no faith, no revelation. He did all of this, come on, without revelation. He believed in God without revelation. He believed in worship without revelation. Now, when I said he had no faith, I'm not saying Cain didn't believe that God, you know, that God would accept his offering. He believed that God would. He was believing God's going to accept this. God will surely accept this. Amen. He put his heart into his offering, but without revelation. And Abel rolled him back a rock and made him a church, a worship place. When Abel came, he came by faith. Amen. By spiritual revelation, he saw it was not fruits of the field that caused us to sin. Somebody help me. It wasn't apples that they ate. Amen. It wasn't fruits that caused him to leave the garden. It was the light, the separation of light. So he went and got a lamb and he offered a lamb. Amen. The revelation, spiritual revelation was, was, it was revealed to him. Now, this is the thing, you know, this is why faith is so elusive. It's because we think we're having faith when we're believing with our mind. And we're agreeing that the word is right. But faith is not an imaginary thing. Amen. Faith is a direct revelation. See, if you only accept Christ as your Savior by your intellect, you haven't got it yet. Amen. You cannot say Jesus is the Christ until the Holy Ghost is revealed to you. No man can call Jesus the Christ except by the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, they're just saying words, but they're not saying it. They're not saying it from the heart. Amen. It's just intellectual faith. If we could just get that point down to you. Amen. Brother Brandon said, if you could just see this, you'll see the greatest thing you've seen in years. Not because I'm standing here saying it, but if you can understand how that, how it is that faith is not something just mentally perceived, but it's a revelation. A revelation of God by faith, not the intellectual, but by his heart. Now, of course, that's why we got two opposing spirits that are at work at the world today in this evil age. Both of them are religious. Amen. Amen. One come worshiping by beauty and knowledge and education and science and, and the other by faith of the revelation of the word of God. Amen. So both of, them, both of them, Brother Brandon said, are standing right in this building this morning. They're right here. Amen. Both types. Amen. The church world cannot receive revelation. They are receiving its truth by their intellect. And this is why the word will not work for them. 
It doesn't change them. It doesn't heal them or deliver them. And let me say, neither will it rapture them. Amen. Because the rapture itself is a revelation. Now, this is very, very important. It must be revealed to you. Salvation is always a revelation, whether it's healing or whether it's the soul, body or spirit. It's all the same thing. It's a revelation. Now, let me, let me just read it to you from Hebrews 4.2 to back up what I said about the denominational world, Hebrews 4.2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So two, both of them are hearing it. To both of them it's preached. But what the word don't profit them because it's not mixed with faith. It's not coming by revelation. Now, the word alone will not save you or rapture you. It must be mixed with faith. It must be received by revelation. Amen. That's why a lot of the, a lot of the people around the message only make uh, the message of personality cult because it's all a mental belief. When it becomes in the heart, you know it was not a man at all. That was God. And then you're following Jesus Christ and you're in love with him, not a man. Amen. Again, again, Brother Brandon said a revelation. What is faith? Is God by the Spirit revealing something to you that he's going to do or that he promised? And if you only hear, faith cometh by hearing, but hearing is not faith. Somebody write that down. Faith cometh by hearing, but hearing is not faith. That needs to be said about 10 times before you can get it. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing, but hearing is not faith. A loaf of bread is purchased for 25 cents, but 25 cents is not the loaf of bread. Amen. It's $2 or $3.25 today. By the way, hearing only brings the word that produces faith. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then you see, you hear the word, God reveals it to you, that it's the truth, and by the Spirit, revealed truth confirms your faith to God. And that's when God works. That's when salvation is made, when it's believed from the heart. Amen. Now, you see, you can have all the word. Brother Brandon said you can know it from A to Z. And it'll never work for you. You've seen men take that word and try to make it work. Brother, glory to God. It just won't work. You won't can't fool with the word. No, 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 sir. No matter, no matter what you profess, the word uh, testifies of itself. No matter what you claim, the word gives testimony. That's right. Now, Satan knew the word. He knew it from A to Z. Watch now. Satan knows the word. He has enough titles to stretch it across four or five pages of paper. You know, he must have read the Bible because he quoted to Jesus that it's written. Amen. Amen. He said he had enough uh, titles to stretch across four or five papers. Doctor, Reverend, Elder, Ph, LLQD, the alphabet in every way. His degree would have been in the Bible. He knew every word of it. He knows every word of it. Sure he does. So Satan said, now I know the word. 
And he said, I know he knew the word when he came to Eve. So he had it by head knowledge. But it wouldn't work. But Jesus knew it by faith. In the revelation of God's word in his own predestinated life. He said, glory, I hope that sucks, sucks plumb to your heart. Jesus knew he was. Satan was wondering. Amen. He knew he was a predestinated creature of God, that God himself was manifesting to him. It wasn't him doing the works. It was the Father that dwelled in him. And you know that. You know that yourself. You, you have overcome things that you knew you didn't have the power to do it. That you could not have done it on your own. Amen. Amen. Now, so again, you can have a nature-given faith. You can have a nature-given patience or virtues or temperance. And Brother Brandon said, and the biggest part of our faith is mental faith. By hearing the word, it brings us a mental recognition of God. Amen. But he said, if this coming from above, oh, brother, if it ever strikes this, this is, there's a real spiritual, godly spiritual faith, then what does faith does? That faith only recognizes the word. You see, the mental assertion or the mental faith, it also recognizes what the doctor said. It also recognizes what science is saying. It also recognizes what the world is saying. But when your faith comes from God, it only recognizes the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that, that's the thing. You know, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. The Bible said he considered not his own body now dead. Or the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider circumstances. He only considered what God said. And it didn't matter if his wife was 90 years old. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if he was 100 years old. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that it had never happened before. Amen. God had said the mountain was going to move, and he was agreeing with what God said. That's why Isaac was born of faith, a supernatural birth. And every child, a true child of Abraham is born of the supernatural. Amen. Now, so now again, when we get that faith, the, the, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. What is faith? Faith is something that's revealed to you. Amen. That is not yet, but you believe it will be. Amen. You know, you, you, can, you can go through a lot of processes. Now, you're a Christian. It has nothing to do with your soul. You're born again. But even healing is salvation on the body. So just like you get salvation in the soul, you've got to believe for salvation or healing for the body. It has to become a personal revelation. You believe that God can but you've got to come to a place of knowing that God will, that he's done it for me. You understand? Amen. There's, there's many a Christian 
go to heaven early. Because they never get that revelation for their healing. Now you're, I hope you're not getting tired on me. I'm trying to bring some things down to you. You see, again, it has to be by revelation. God's revealed to me. Amen. You can take them and put them in your mind, and that's good. That's what you have to do. You have to take them in the womb of your mind. Just keep, just take that word in. Just keep taking that word in. Keep taking that word in. Keep taking it in. When you don't even feel like it, you just keep taking it in. Keep taking it in. But there comes a time that becomes a revelation. Amen. Sister Lana can tell you she took that word in. She took that word in. She just kept taking it. There were some days she couldn't even absorb it. But she still tried to take it in. Still trying to take it in. What was she doing? She was, she was there letting that word come circle around her heart, circle around her conscience, circling around there, believing it, starting to, you know, I, I know it's true. I know it's going to be right for, for somebody. It can be right for me. You know, I have a, a right to, to live. I have children to raise. I have a husband to see about. And what happened? Sitting there one day in the service, amen, it became real to her. Amen. It was a revelation. And when it was a revelation, she said, I'm free. And around the building, she went rejoicing. Hallelujah. And I tell you, the same thing happened to you when you got saved. Come on, church. You know the same thing happened. Amen. You, you, were, you believe in, I can be saved. I believe it's right. I believe God sent a message. I believe that I can, I can be delivered. I, I believe this. And you're hearing the word. And you're hearing the word. But one day, one moment, it might not have been at the altar. It may have been in your seat. It may have been in a prayer closet. But it was somewhere. It dropped down in your heart. I'm free. God has saved me. He's delivered me. That revelation came. That's what the church is built upon is revelation. A minister said to Brother Branham, well, we we refuse all revelation. He said, then you have to refuse Jesus Christ because he is the very revelation of God to man. Amen. He said, except you believe I'm he, you'll die in your sin. Amen. And if you can't believe that he, if you can't believe that, he says you're lost. You put him a third person, a second person, or any other person besides God, you're lost. I wonder what these two Lord people would say to that one. Your prophet said you're lost. And I say you're lost. Amen, because it's not revelation. Now, faith is a revelation from God. This is from works as faith expressed. Faith is a revelation. This is where I want to stay there just a moment. It's a revelation. He has revealed it to you by his grace. It's nothing you did. You didn't work yourself up into faith. You ever have faith is given to you by the grace of God. And God reveals it to you. Therefore, faith is a revelation. And the whole church is built upon revelation. Now, even your new birth experience on the day of Pentecost, that was a revelation. 
He said, like they did on the day of Pentecost, they laughed and said, these men are full of new wine. They knew it was a great thing. It was to those it was happening to. Why? It was God revealing himself to the individuals. That's what happened when you got the Holy Ghost. It was God revealing himself to you as an individual. While others laughed, these were rejoicing. It was an individual revelation, which is faith, faith that's revealed. If it wasn't faith, then it wouldn't even be there. It was faith. Amen. Amen. Notice, he talks about David by faith. We can talk about, again, by revelation. By revelation, David knew. Come on. He he knew he had been anointed. He knew the Holy Spirit was upon him. He knew by revelation that he killed a bear, that he killed a lion. He knew the power of God was upon him. Somebody help me. Amen. And he said the giant on the other side didn't believe it. And he said, neither will the cancer. Amen. He laughed and said, am I a dog? You send a kid out here to fight me. He said, I'll pick you up on the end of my spear and let the birds eat your flesh. He said, why, he had everything for his side, but said, it didn't shake David. Why, it was revealed to him. He had faith in what he was doing. He knew what he was going to do. And he did it because it was revealed to him and he knew where he was standing. And if God just would just speak that and, and write down in your heart that you're not going to be laying in that bed. You're not going to be sitting in that chair. You're going to be well. There couldn't be anything change your mind about it. Amen. But he said until that's happened, every preacher in the world could pray. I don't say it wouldn't help you. It would. It'd encourage you. But until that faith, see, healing power is in you. Amen. It doesn't come from the preacher. It comes by revelation, by faith. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. My spirit, my grace reveals to you. There's nothing can take it away. By faith, revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like the woman that was washing his feet. I have to get to Jesus. She saw him with a different eyes. She saw him by revelation. She saw beyond the criticism. Amen. She saw him by beyond the scoffing of the world, the society around. Somebody helping me preach. Amen. Get with me now, just for the next little bit. She knew that there was all the words of the prophets, and it was vindicated in Jesus Christ. Is that right? She heard he was on earth, and now she sees him. And she seen the word made flesh, the Messiah. Amen. Amen. She heard about what he had done to others. And something began to be revealed in her heart. He can do it for me too. And when she began to give vent to the pulsation of her faith, of the revelation of who he was, and the time she was living, that he was a lamb for such sinners as she was, she went forth to serve his needs. And when she humbled down to worship him and serve his needs, he said, your sins, which are many, are all washed away. Hallelujah. And he said, that's where genuine healing comes when it's revealed to you. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. With his stripes you were healed. When it's inspired to you to see his presence. 
that is here, the Son of Man revealing himself. And now he's revealing himself in bride form. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say it again. Hallelujah. He's here, the Son of Man, Christ, revealing his mind in bride form. Those that are in the bride will have the mind of Christ. They will have, thus saith the Lord. Come on. Amen. You know, I, 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 I tell you, sometimes we just got to hold on to the promise. When we see it, God has said something. You've heard from his mind. You just got to hold on to that promise. Amen. I, I, I remember, I, I remember there being at Brother Ron's house, Ron Spencer's this past February. And I'm just, I'm just looking at the promise. I'm reminding ourselves of the promise. I'm reminding him of the promise. Amen. When I would wake in the middle of the night and not even my own, my own thinking, not only my own voice, but hearing, we shall see miracles. We shall see giants fall. Hallelujah. We, we shall see it. Listen, church, when you begin to hear things like that, then you know this is the mind of God. It's the mind of God, and we can receive it as the mind of God. We shall see miracles. And if you can receive it as the mind of God, God's wanting to pour out his mind in the bride form. Where that he can show himself the same yesterday, today, and forever as healer, as deliverer, as savior. Hallelujah. God pouring out into an age his mind. And there's got to be people that say, it's me, Lord. Let me receive that mind. Let that mind that was in Christ be in me. Let it work in my life. Let it work in my heart. Let revelation strike. Oh, hallelujah. Until you start, begin to pray until you get into the spirit of God and you get into the mind of God. When you get beyond your little prayers of God bless Johnny and God bless Sissy and God bless this and God be with my, my, my folks here and God be with the church folks and you can get beyond that into the mind of God, into the spirit of God and God begins to speak and his word becomes real and he makes, makes known his healing power to you. If you can believe it this morning, he'll save your children. He'll deliver your family. He will, he will bring the power of God up if you will believe it. If there will be a happy right to say, it's nothing but the truth. It's nothing but the truth. Amen. God will bring it. He'll bring it to pass in your life. But it's when the people start moving in the spirit of revelation. Listen, the rapture is a revelation. It's revealed to her, the revelation, the true bride of Christ, Brother Branham said, we'll be waiting for the revelation of the rapture. Amen, I preached about it, I've talked about it. Amen, I know it, I can place it in the scripture. I can give a mental assertion, but I wanna have a revelation of that rapture where I'm changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and I step from this body into that theophany. Hallelujah. Faith is a revelation. You can't have revelation without it being faith. Amen. Faith is something that's revealed to you. 
But Brother Bradham said, we got too many things ahead of the Lord. God help us. It's, it's, it's hard not to look and to see Minneapolis burning. It's hard not to look and cry and, and bemoan the fact that a poor man would die at the hands of the police. It's hard, it's hard not to, to get involved in, in the world and let your feelings get up and your resentments and your anger and all these other things of what is happening. Amen. You know, it's, it's difficult, you know, again, but you got to pray past all those things. Hallelujah. You got to look past it. You got to look past this society and, and see a millennium coming. See that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will come and reign. Amen. And there won't be a bunch of races. There'll be one race, the God race. Only in the God race will be there. Hallelujah. It won't be about me and you and, and it won't be selfishness and pity and sorrow. It'll be happiness and joy because he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. Oh, hallelujah. Is he your Lord this morning? Amen. Can you put your faith in him? Can you say let revelation strike into my heart and change me in his presence? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, let the musicians come as we worship the Lord together. Raise your hands and worship him. Come on, don't stop. You're right here in his presence right now. His mind is right here among you. It could be this morning that he would say to you, your enemy is dead. Your enemy is dead. Amen, that the devil that's tormented you is no more. But you're delivered in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we can't have the prayer meeting because we love Susie's only sad or some television program or some movie to get into. And what's happening? And we don't have time to hear the voice of God. Oh, my. See, you can hear the sermon. You can hear the mind of Christ when the sermon is preached and it's quickened to you. It's quickened to you that says, today is the end of your problem. Can it be quickened to you? Today, life is coming into the body. Today, today salvation is coming to my house. Today, we're walking in the mind of Christ. Today, I lay aside my own thoughts and begin to think his thoughts and begin to look at my mountain. And agree with the word. I can speak to it. Move past the place where I just kneel down for a little prayers, kind of homemade. This is the Lord bless me and my family and take care of us. Guide us through the day, but wait on the Lord. Pray until our soul comes in the presence of God. Will you bow your heads for a moment? Shut in with God in a secret place. The church should cry out for revelation more than anything in the world. Are you seeking revelation today? You're seeking knowledge about what's happening in the world and 
about the COVID virus and this and what's happening here and there. Our nation falling apart, the world falling apart. Maybe your mind's on your symptoms. Why don't you just get shut in with God for a moment? Let him reveal where it drops down from your mind down into the soul, into that realm of the subconscious where visions happen, where spiritual dreams come, where the voice of God is heard, where the unction comes. However, God deals with you till it becomes a revelation. Amen. It can be a revelation. Gain a new power to run in this race. Thank you, Jesus. I just love to be shut in with God. How many would say, shut me in, Lord, this morning? Shut in with God. Bring me in that secret place. Bring me in that place. Where my subconscious is on the word. And it controls my mind and brings it suddenly. To where the two conscience lay together and they're saying the same thing. Sing it again with me. Raise your hands to What about you? Oh, how long has it been? Isn't it time for that spiritual renewal?
sing it one more time. Lord, shut me in with you. Shut out the world. Shut out sin. Shut out unbelief. Amen. Shut out the confusion of the world. There in the spirit. Behold. Thank you. 